Hey guys, welcome back. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, as always, I am Becca, and I'm joined here by the most lovely Chelsea. Hello. She's trying to be a little quieter today because last week we were busting your eardrums. We were a little loud. I got excited last week. This week, <laughs> I'm chill. I got a glass of wine. I'm calm. <laughs> <laughs> we're bringing it down a little. Um, so we decided to talk about something a little bit on the heavier side today, even though it's Thanksgiving and it's supposed to be light and fun and spending time with your family. There's just been something that's been weighing on my mind all week and I felt like we should talk about it. So I hope you're ready for a serious subject today. Yeah. And if you're not ready, then just listen tomorrow. Our feelings will be hurt. Yeah, if you need <laughs> if you need to like pause us and go hang out with family and come back another time, we understand. Yes. <laughs> um, I just feel like there's a few people that maybe need to hear this, so try to kind of open your mind to the subject today, kind of take it in and really think inwardly about what's being talked about. Becca has done a large amount of research for this topic all week long. And I'm gonna share some personal experiences I've had to go along with this topic. I'm not gonna name names. I'm not gonna name numbers of which guy this was, but these are just personal things that I've gone through. So I'm gonna weigh in a little bit and we'll get this off our chest and then we'll move on. Yeah. Here we go. Hopefully we'll do something a little more airy next week. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so I'm gonna preface this by saying Obviously, I'm not a professional psychologist, um, therapist. You know, I just did some brief online research and also just some things that I've seen. It's not something that I've personally experienced necessarily, but I've seen it in other people. And so knowing that my best friend has gone through some of the things I'm going to talk about made me really, really want to bring it up. So I'm going to paint you a little picture. Since we're in Florida... I'm going to start talking about like your day at the beach. So you drive to the beach, you're walking on, and then you see that flag in the sand, the ones that the lifeguards put up that tell you like what the conditions are like. Now there's a few different colors. White, I believe is just, the conditions are very perfect. Like things are just how you'd want them to be. The water is very calm. The day is really sunny. Those are like the perfect beach days if you don't want to deal with waves. So that to me is your ideal relationship. You've got no flags popping up, no waves coming at you, and there's no crashing. It's just a nice peaceful day. And there's no threats in the water. Exactly. <laughs> there's no wildlife trying to creep into your relationship. <laughs> then I believe they have a yellow flag. So I know a lot of people like to say red flags for things that come up in relationships that you might see that want you to have maybe a little bit of caution, but today I'm gonna to talk about yellow flags first. So yellow flags to me are just sort of things that you see that you may not really want in a relationship and you're not really sure like maybe it's a make it or break it, or maybe it's something that just annoys you you can put up with. One of the things I told my husband that I considered a yellow flag is like if a guy calls his mom, all the time. Yeah, for sure. He's not psycho. It's not crazy. It's just annoying. And you're like, okay, you're such a mama's boy. This is a yellow flag. Yeah, that would definitely get on my nerves. I've never had that, believe it or not. I know this is going to surprise you guys, but um, every boy I've dated has 
had some kind of issue with their mother. <laughs> oh, then let's flip it the other way. Okay. So maybe the guy doesn't have a relationship with his mom at all. Or you see him maybe not talk to her so nicely. Yes, 100%. That is a big pet peeve of mine because, ladies, everyone we have ever known, every woman we have ever known, you have ever known, has probably told you if he disrespects his mother on a regular basis, then he's going to disrespect you. Maybe not all the time, maybe just here and there, but if he doesn't have respect for his mother, then there's a problem. Yeah, how he treats his mom is most likely how he's going to treat you. Um, And along those lines, I would say if he expects his mom to do everything for him, guess what? You will be doing everything for him. So again, we're, we're just talking about like there's some waves. It's a little windy. Maybe it's not so sunny. These are just some light things. You're still probably going to go and have a great beach day, but you're definitely going to be thinking about the waves crashing in the background. Yeah. Um, Can you think of any other yellow flags that might throw you off? I would say probably a yellow flag that we've all probably experienced at some point is a guy that shows signs of commitment issues. Yeah, definitely. Or the guys that are like, I want to have sex with you Mm -hmm. and I want to talk to you on a daily basis But I also don't want to be your boyfriend. Yeah. That would be a yellow flag because that is just like a mind fuck where you're like, I don't understand what's happening. If you agree to that, because a lot of us do this where we agree to terms that we really in our heads don't agree to. But we're just like, we can fix them. We can change their minds. Nine times out of ten, that never works in our favor. Ever. No, and that's because 100% of the time, you cannot change other people. I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back. Mm. You cannot change other people. Yeah. Now, you might be some miraculous woman that finds a man that decides he is going to change himself, but you did not change him. You did not do anything differently to him. Basically, what she's saying is all those romance novels that we all read where there's that one girl that's the exception, she just had good timing. She wasn't the exception. (laughs) Right. And it's always like some guy that's real surly and he's been going through a lot and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden he's the good guy. Mm -hmm. No, if he's a bad guy, he's a bad guy. There's Mm -hmm. a reason. Yeah. So. Yellow flags. Those are the yellow flags. And those are just two. We're, we're not saying that's all like that nips in the bud, but two examples for you of a yellow flag. Yeah, there's tons that are out there that, like I said, they might not break your relationship. They might just be minor annoyances. They just hang in the back of your mind. Or it could be something to look at as it might be something more serious. Especially the mom thing. I think that one could <gasps> really, really lead to like deeper issues. So that leads us to the red flag. And I think even in the, I think in the ocean, like if it's a really, really bad day, they might have like two red flags. They're telling you the water is closed off. Do not get in. Either the waves are crazy or there is a shark in the water. Definitely. So my advice to you from this point on, because there's no lifeguards on duty when there's red flags, be your own lifeguard. Watch out for your own self. 
Now, as I go through some things today, these are characteristics of an abuser. Um, I started looking up sociopath signs, which obviously, like, I'm not going to say if you're an abuser, you're a sociopath, but I'm pretty much getting to that point where I think if you're abusing someone, there's something wrong in your brain. Right, because, like, the main characteristic of a sociopath is that they don't have a conscience. Right. And a lot of guys that show signs of being an abuser don't really show signs of having a conscience. So, I mean, like she said, not saying that you stick that label on anyone and everyone, but here and there, they kind of match up. Here and there. Okay, so let's talk about an abuser. There is no age, there is no race, there is no gender, there is no religion for abusers. They come in all shapes and sizes, and as much as we love to rag on guys for being the main abusers, it can totally be women too. For sure. And like, obviously we are not talking about bruising and bumping and hitting. I mean, these are obvious abuse this is obvious abuse, you know, we're, we're not really talking about that. We're talking about more of the emotional, financial, um, even like sexual stuff that you just don't always see on the outside. There's no bruises on your heart for other people to see. So with that being said, something that I looked up about sociopath, which they have deemed an antisocial personality disorder. Now, to me, when things like this come up, where people have personality disorders, I think it's easy for people to maybe blame it on a disorder instead of taking, I don't know, like taking blame for something that they've done. So even if someone has a personality disorder, you still have to do therapy. You still have to take medication. You still have to work on yourself. You can't just blame it on a personality disorder and say that's why you are and who you are. So with that being said, here's some signs of a sociopath. A lack of empathy, manipulative behaviors. They can be cold, unfeeling, callous, overly critical, harsh. Um, they have no disregard for right or wrong. They lie, cheat, steal, break laws, and they are in constant legal trouble. But here's the flip side. Because obviously what we've described is an awful person. Someone you wouldn't want to be around. But they are also witty and charming. Maybe even a little impulsive. And especially like, I know for Chelsea, obviously she wasn't just starting to date some guy that was awful. Yeah. No, she found a handsome guy that she was attracted to who had charm mm-hmm. and wit. Mm-hmm. But sure. it doesn't always stay like that. So here's some things, a few more things that I want to bring up. These are just signs of an abusive relationship, which the reason why I brought up sociopath is because so many of them seemed to intermingle. Um, the first thing is gaslighting. Do you know what gaslighting is? I don't. I don't know. I had to look it up, but it's like the perfect description. So gaslighting is manipulating someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. So basically, gaslighting is the correct term for every time I've ever said the phrase mind fucked on this podcast. (laughs) 
Yes, basically. So, um, from now on, instead of saying gaslighting, I'll just say mind fucking. There you go. So, they will mind fuck you so far into thinking that you have made a story up. You, um, didn't make the story up, but you've got all the details wrong. Or they will make stories up to completely flip everything around. Um, a good example of this would be like a guy cheating on someone or a girl cheating on someone and then coming up with a whole story about like, oh, you know, that other person doesn't even exist. I don't know who you're talking about. Or, you know, I'm good friends with a grandmother. It's like, you're just totally coming up with these random ass stories to mindfuck someone. Um, okay, so humiliating or embarrassing your partner, constant put-downs, hypercriticism, refusing to communicate, ignoring or excluding you, obviously having an affair would be (laughs) abusive, um, provocative behavior with the opposite sex. I think this is a huge one because a lot of people think that, like, cheating is, it's black or white. But sometimes there's gray areas where if you're having like an emotional affair, that's totally cheating. Were you ever out with a guy and you like saw him kind of flirting with the waitress or whatever? Hmm. I dated a guy once that, not that he flirted with a waitress, but we were in a lot of social situations like parties and whatnot where it kind of looked like he was doing a little bit more than just being friendly to some of the girls that were also at this party, one girl in particular. Like, there was a few times that it was just like, you know, ladies, that feeling in your gut when, like, you see something and you're just like, it doesn't feel right to you. However, because one of the persons involved in what you just saw is someone that you care deeply for, your gut is telling you it doesn't feel right, but your brain is coming up with a thousand and one reasons as to you're overreacting, you know, you didn't see it right, you don't know the situation, you don't know what they're talking about, you don't know why she's touching him or he's touching her, you know. But yes, there is a few times where my gut has been like, well, that's not right. <laughs> Trust your gut. If your gut is telling you something is off, it's most likely true. Now, that's not to say, like, don't go crazy, okay? If you're... I'm, I keep calling out guys because I'm a girl. That's just that's just how it is. I'm interested in men. So, like, if I was out with my husband and, like, let's say he was nice to the bartender and she is female, I'm not going to flip my lid. Now, if he, like, starts grabbing her hand or is, like, giving her the wink or a smile that's a little too much, that's different, okay? You, you can let those flags pop up when they need to. Now, don't go freaking crazy and get mad at your guy because he's just talking to someone. I think the most perfect example of this, I mean, not to call anyone out, but hey, I'm a bitch, so I'm gonna. Do it. Friggin' Ron and Sam from the Jersey Shore. (laughs) The number one fight, season one, you all all know this episode, Sam just sees Ron talking to another girl in a very crowded bar. And she flips the fuck out, just automatically and instead of being an adult she flips out and then goes and intentionally starts hitting on another guy very mature ladies don't do it don't it's not worth it if if it feels wrong question it in a calm reasonable manner if you don't like the answer 
then move the fuck on. Just be like, all right, well, I think I'm good here. Have a nice life. <laughs> Something that you mentioned, it really, oh my gosh, it really kind of like threw me. So we were talking about gaslighting and mind fucking. Well, sometimes I think an abuser can do it so much to you that you start doing it to yourself. For sure. Like you said, you you would start like almost making up scenarios in your head or you're like, oh, this is fine because, you know. Basically, it was like him doing something shady. I've witnessed it, figured it out, whatever, however you want to say it. And I, my brain starts coming up with the excuses for him. And there was a point in time where I was with a particular person and I would flat out see crazy things like him 100% like talking to another girl online cheating on me and I just wouldn't even question it I wouldn't even bring it up I would pretend like I never saw it make up excuses in my head and I mean this went on for months and months I literally had random girls reaching out to me on social media telling me that he had invited one of them to our place and cook them dinner and then prompted them for like sex or oral sex and this girl told me this and I was just like she's lying or she probably is just like she asked him out he said no and now she's just trying to get back at him like just coming up with 101 excuses for him he didn't even have to put in any brain work I was doing it for him it was crazy no, I think a lot of girls do that where it's like if they get messaged by another girl mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, my gosh, my husband or boyfriend or whoever is going behind my back. They're like, oh, bitch, you're jealous. You're lying. Mm-hmm. Like if a girl's just coming out of nowhere to say this stuff to you, you might want to give it a second look. I'm not saying it's for sure 100 percent, but. Uh, and I'm not saying that might all, be some people, evidence. <laughs> all people have the best intentions. I mean. There's probably, I've probably done it uh, once or twice where I've like ratted a guy out. I don't even know if it was like to shit on him, to shit on the relationship, whatever, for my own selfish reasons. But I mean, if you feel like you need to tell what happened, then tell what happened. But don't sit there and argue with this person that you're talking to, like telling this stuff to. Don't go back and forth. Don't throw blows. It's just not worth it. It's not because at the end of the day, your beef isn't even with that person. It's with the person you're in a relationship with. Right. No, exactly. (laughs) Like the other person, even if they are full on knowing your relationship, they're not the one committed to you. Yeah. Take it up with the person you're committed with and then you can do whatever the fuck you want. So I'm going to get back to my list of a few other signs. Yeah, yeah. Um unreasonable jealousy so this one kind of flips it back the other way so instead of you maybe seeing your boyfriend across the room and you're getting super jealous let's say it's a waiter and he comes over and brings you a free refill and your boyfriend flips out better yet something that i've personally experienced is the person you're with like you're dating being jealous of you spending time alone with either one of your friends or a group of your friends. And if you're a girl and a group of your friends is all girls being so jealous that they're like, if you go out with your friends, then I will not talk to you for the rest of the week or the rest of the month or you then you can't come back here. 
all the shit being jealous over friendships. Yeah, and, and not even like in a sexual way. You're just jealous of that person spending their time with someone else, which brings me to another sign. And this one is isolation. This is one that if you're a friend of someone that is being isolated, seriously look into their relationship. Because I have seen so many friends where their boyfriends have told them, you are not allowed to hang out with anyone. You're not even allowed to see your family. I'm sorry to call you out, Chelsea, but there was one point where um, the dude she was with said that she wasn't allowed to invite friends to her own living situation. Yeah. No, that's 100% true. Like, there was one time that it was actually Becca who I had invited over and the guy I was with at the time hung out at like in the house but did not really say a word to her and then we left and went somewhere and immediately he was blowing on my phone where did you go where are you all going when are you coming back and then pretty sure while we were out and about he had told me that he was out riding a motorcycle driving around I can't remember what it was but um I'm pretty sure he was just checking up on us, like, to see if where I told him we were was true. Yeah, because we were in a small town. She lived in a small town. We were just, we literally just wanted to be alone so we could chat because we hadn't seen each other in a while. And she's not lying. I showed up to this house. I had never met this guy before. So I showed up and I'm like, hey, how's it going? He doesn't say a word to me. Mm -mm. Doesn't introduce himself to me. But here's the fucking mind fuck. Because <laughs> when we get back, He's made dinner for us. Yep. I told you, they're witty and they're charmful. Charming. Charmful. Huh. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Either way. Um, Before we move on down the list, though, there is one thing I want to touch on, and this is going to be a sore one. Towards the top of the list, Becca said humiliating, and there's several different ways that they could go about that. A lot of people think humiliating is just like calling you out in front of a group of people or something like that. You can be humiliated all by yourself. And one example I have is this guy that I was with. We were in the midst of having sex and I was new to it. He was older than me. I was younger. So he was the first guy that I ever had sex with. Obviously, I didn't know 100% what I was doing. And um, I remember being on top and I was just like, you know, kind of bent down, like kissing his neck and whatnot. And he just pushed me up and said, why the fuck are you doing that? You're fucking suffocating me with all your hair. He said, just stay up there. And I felt so embarrassed, so humiliated, like pretty much calling me out like because I already didn't know what I was doing. And then for him to say that, I'm just like. God, I must be like really awful like this must be so horrible for him to have to have sex with me all the time. So of course, like I shut down. Well, then he gets angry, rolls us over to where I'm on bottom and pretty much finishes how he himself. Yeah, how he wants to finish himself. I'm pretty positive that I looked the other way, staring at the wall, tears running down my eyes. It was awful. And then... He acknowledges my tears, but instead of feeling bad or talking about it, he gets mad again, puts it on me saying that I ruined like the experience that night 
and never to do that again. I'm sorry my tears ruined your orgasm because you fucking ruined mine. Yeah. And the fact that, like, I look back on situations like that, knowing, I mean, you guys know the attitude I have now. Becca knows for sure, like, the attitude I have now. Little old 19-year-old me said nothing, apologized. Like, just took it as it being my fault. That's, like, one of my most frustrating things ever is to hear someone apologize to someone else when they're clearly in the wrong. Oh, my gosh, that makes me so upset. Yeah. Domination and control. That's another thing on the list. I mean, that's specifically exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so some of these are a little bit lighter, obviously, like mean jokes or constantly making fun of you. It's the little things that you, like, kind of hear but they don't seem that big until it's like every single day you're being made fun of. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if this is one you ever heard, but this kept coming up where they say, I love you, but. Mm-hmm. Yep. I heard that a lot. Because their love is conditional. And it's all based on how you treat them, how you react, um, how you clean the house even. I mean, it's just little shit like that. Everything can add up and be like, I, I love you. Or if you loved me, you would Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, if you don't blank, I will blank. And this could be as far as, if you don't have sex with me tonight, I will leave. I will break up with you. Um, or it could just be something like, if you don't do the dishes, I won't talk to you. That sentence is so, again, so conditional. And when you're in a relationship with someone, it should be unconditional. Yeah, and like touching on what she just said, I know that there is a thin, tricky line when it comes to either being in a marriage or being in a relationship and having sex. For some reason, there is a thin, tricky line, but I want to make this very clear. If one person out of the two of you does not want to have sex and you force them to, You are raping them. I don't care if it's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife. If one person has not said, yes, I want to do that, then you are raping them. You are taking advantage of them and you're a piece of shit. And it's just because they have agreed to be in a relationship with you does not mean that they have agreed to have sex with you every single day or every time that you want to for the rest of your relationship or marriage. No, absolutely. I think that pisses me off the most when people are like, well, but you're married. That doesn't matter. That does not matter. Not at all. Now, I think that you should be married to someone you want to have sex with. For sure, yeah. But if you're not, that's a whole other issue you got to deal with. But I mean, with women, with women especially, I mean, I'm sure men experience this too. There are just some nights where you're just not in the mood and you don't want to do it. And maybe your girlfriend wants to, though, or your boyfriend wants to. It takes two yeses, not a yes and a no. Just remember that, okay? And if someone is telling you, well, you can just lay there and uh, I'll do all the work. No. No. That's not. It don't work (laughs) that way. And a yes can totally turn into a no. Mm Mm-hmm. There's also, I'm trying to remember how this is worded. There's like rape where you convince someone. Of course, I didn't look this phrase up. Basically, it's like 
someone's saying like, no, I don't want to, but you're like, yes, you do, baby. Come on, let's have sex. And like, if they eventually say yes, you've basically talked them into it. That's actually still right. I've heard someone say, and don't take this 100% because it was probably off of Dr. Phil or something like that, but <laughs> that it's very easy for women to think no in their head, but say yes and just lay there and take it. Ladies, don't do that. You do not have to do that. Do, I mean, obviously I know that men can be a little forceful. There's different types of situations, but if it's just like you're not in the mood, but your boy, your man is, so you're just going to lay there, don't do it. You're setting us all back like 20, 30, 40 years. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, because that's not right, really, because you're giving a... You're giving a verbal verbal consent, but you don't want to. That's all on you, honey boo. Yes. If you don't want it, he's not raping you at that point, and he doesn't even know it. Because guess what? Guys have to have that flashing sign looking at them to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, So, okay, so a few more little things, and then I'm going to start asking some questions that I want you all to think about. Um, Withdrawal of affection. So... All of a sudden, they're not touching you as much. They're not kissing you as much. These are things that I think could start as yellow flags, actually. But when you're already in an abusive relationship, that just sends it over the edge. Um, They're giving you guilt trips, making everything your fault. Using money to control you. And this is especially, I think, really huge in marriages where like a guy or woman has convinced their significant other to either like leave their job or maybe they're at a job that's not making enough to survive on. So the full control financially is in that abuser's hands. Um, Which honestly, I haven't really seen too much personally, but I could definitely see how that would happen, especially once there's like children involved. Because then you have to start thinking about like, okay, How do I get my kids out of this situation when I can barely afford to feed myself? Mm -hmm. But it's worth it. Just do it. You will figure it out. Um, Here's one we talked about already. Constantly calling or texting you when you're not with them. Yeah, not cool. Here's, gosh, threatening to commit suicide if you leave. That's a huge red flag. If you even have to think about that one. If you ever hear that. Walk away. I don't want to say they're not going to commit suicide, but I can pretty much guarantee it's not going to happen. Most of the time, they think way too highly of themselves. Oh, yeah. The Earth can't possibly live without them. To do that. (laughs) Um, They will blame all their problems on you, and they will do little nice things so that you doubt yourself and start to hang on to that hope. So you're going to start thinking like, oh, my gosh, but they brought me flowers. So obviously they still love me. And I'm not saying they don't love you. They could very easily still love you and abuse you. I mean, some people might disagree with that. You know, I don't want to say that you abuse people that you love, but I think it's possible. I've heard that a lot of abusers like to use the phrase of, I just love like that, or I love that hard. Getting hit in the face or anywhere else that is not a sign of love. I know that there's that little phrase, a love tap. 
No, no. <laughs> a love tap isn't, you know, giving you a black eye. A love tap isn't feeling like someone just broke your ribs, yanking your hair out of your scalp. That's not a love tap. That's a full-on hit, a physical hit. Don't confuse the two, and don't let your brain talk you into the, he just loves me that hard, or she just loves me that hard. Nah. No. That's not a thing. No one deserves that. So I'm going to leave you guys with a few questions. Um, they're open questions. They're just for you to answer in your own head. Um, first, I'm going to ask you a few questions about yourself. And then I'm going to ask you a few questions about your partner. If any of these questions even make you think twice, you might be in an abusive relationship. Or if these questions maybe think that you might be starting to become abusive, seriously, seriously find help. There are counselors, there's shelters, and um, I'm gonna see if I can try to find a link to some local shelters for um, domestic abuse. But again, these are things that are more on the inside instead of the outside. Like obviously if you're being physically abused, you need to get out ASAP. But just here's a few questions for you guys. Do you feel afraid of your partner much of the time? Do you avoid certain topics out of fear of angering them? Do you feel that you can't do anything right for your partner? Do you believe that you deserve to be hurt or mistreated? Do you wonder if you're the one who is crazy? Do you feel emotionally numb or helpless? Does your partner humiliate or yell at you? Does your partner criticize you and put you down? Does your partner treat you so badly that you're embarrassed for friends and family to see? Does your partner ignore or put you down uh, or put your opinions down or accomplishments? Does your partner blame you for their own abusive behavior? Does your partner see you as property or a sex object? Does your partner have a bad and unpredictable temper? Does your partner hurt you or threaten to hurt you or kill you? Does your partner threaten to take your children away or harm them? Does your partner force you to have sex? And does your partner destroy your belongings? If any of these are a yes, please seek help. You can even write to us. I mean, we'll try to find you whatever help we can. You can just talk to us. Again, we are not professionals. We do not claim to be professionals. We're just two girls that have seen a lot of shit. And Chelsea's been through a lot of this shit. So if you need a um, shoulder to lean on or ear to talk to, please, please write us. We are always listening. Yes. And like she said, I've been through a lot of shit. That does not make me an expert by any means. I'm just telling you all what I've experienced myself and looking back on it now in a different mindset. And, you know, it took me, I wouldn't even say months, years to get myself out of the hole that I and that person had put me, dug for me and then put me in. Years. And I still, every day, face a little snag here and there where I find myself going back to that old mindset versus the one I have now. But just looking back on everything, then I can tell, like just from the research that Becca's done, a lot of it was bad. A lot of it. And a lot of times, actually something that you all probably should know, I didn't tell Becca about any of this for what? Two... Two years after you guys broke up, I think. Two years. Okay, yeah. Can I just say, if I would have known any of this shit was going on, this guy would be dead. He'd be in the ground. 
but you know we're like several 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 hours away from him and he's out of her life so I'm gonna let it go now but yeah if I would have been present knowing these things were happening and unfortunately it's because of him that I didn't know there's very few times in this life that Chelsea and I have been apart and their dating relationship was definitely one of them yes for sure but it's in the past and we are moving on we are moving on <laughs> talk to you next